our focus needs to be right there as well. We get into trouble when we lose sight of the Lord in the trial. There's a reason the Lord's prayer does not begin with us. There's a reason the Lord's prayer begins with the Lord because you will find yourself in your prayer life. If your prayer life is me, 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 your prayer life's probably not that great. You probably don't enjoy it that much. But when your prayer life turns to our father in heaven, hallowed are thy name. You are king. You are worthy. You are good. That is how you get through a trial. That is how you worship. When you take your focus off of you and how bad you don't wanna be there and say, you know what, God, I'm in this trial, but I'm here to worship. You're good whether the storm stops or not. You're good. And I just wanna be with you. And you know what, if this trial never ends, but I just have you, if I can just abide in you deeply, then I'm okay. That is where we're called to be. And what is, what is so sad is when people settle. If you don't think that God loves you, you're wrong. If you have never had an experience where you just tasted just a piece of God's love and you said, oh my gosh, this is so big. This is everything I want. Then I promise it's there and it's worth pursuing. When you can grab a hold of God's love, you go through trials different. When you grab a hold of that love and his faithfulness, you say, bring on the trials. Bring them on. I would love to look more like Jesus. Thank you, God, for giving me the opportunity to look more like you to a world who is desperate to see you. Thank you for working with me, not because of me, but in spite of me. Thank you so much for being that good. I'm just telling you today, if that is not your posture, you're missing out. This is not me saying I have nailed this. This is me saying, I desire this so deeply and I will not be satisfied until I live here. This is where you're called to be. The love of God penetrating deep down to the recesses of your heart and soul where nothing else can touch. That's what God has for you. Sometimes we think of Jesus as this very stoic guy. We think um, trials didn't get to him. His family didn't believe in him. His earthly father that raised him probably died uh, and we never hear about him again after his uh, child scenes. His own brothers, the nation of Israel reject him. And yet what does he say? That your joy may be complete. You can have joy in trials if you will just abide. Me and William Brown were talking a few months ago at this point and said, what's the question? It doesn't matter what the question is, the answer is abide. Abide in Jesus, go to him. The Sermon on the Mount ends where Matthew 5 starts. It ends in Matthew 7 with the storm. It's humanity's oldest question, why suffering? Why is life so hard? And Jesus says, if you will live this out, when the storm comes, you'll be just fine. I don't know about y'all, seriously, one of my favorite things in the world is being inside my house at night when it's storming. I'm not talking like whole house shaking all the time, storming. I'm just talking like one, the, the lightning's like five miles away. It's a good rain. You got power. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is on. It's a good day. <coughs> That's one of my favorite things in the world. <coughs> That's the invitation. 
is come and live your life like it's described in the book of Matthew. Don't just be hearers of this, be doers. Put your spiritual disciplines into practice. Go and look more like Jesus. So when that storm comes, you're chilling on the couch watching Lord of the Rings. That's the invitation. The whole kingdom message of God from one side to the other (coughs) is an invite. He can't force you to take it. He's a gentleman. Never enters into a door that he's not welcomed into. So that's the invitation. There's a couple of things I wanna invite us into today. I think if you're being honest with yourself, (coughs) you would find if you evaluated your life, the trials that you're going through might be wrong in some areas. Might not be necessarily wrong what we talked about earlier, but you may have stayed in some places, some bitterness, some anger, some resentment for decades. The Lord is saying, come out of that. Come and see that I am good. If you were here a few weeks ago, um, we looked at the outpouring that happened at Asbury University back in February. I don't know about y'all, but I felt an extreme conviction. We give Gen Z such a hard time. Y'all, Gen Z is awesome. They have the same questions you're questioning. They just ask them differently. These college kids that we give such a hard time, they were talking about what happened there and they said they were coming to the altar (laughs) and they were leaving things there. They were leaving their vapes there. But even more important than that and more relevant to us today, they were leaving their phones there. So many of us cope. (coughs) God, there's a frog up here. So many of us are coping with technology and we're, we're just missing out. We cope with technology, we cope with social media, we cope with all of these different avenues that we have today. Video games, our friends, our spouse, our dog. Thank you, Sam Bueller, you're a sweet soul. He is, y'all did good. Where do you need to stop coping? I literally real, I mean, I had been feeling this way for a while. I had been trying to talk Alyssa into giving me an old school Blackberry for a long time, but then I wouldn't get FaceTime. I'd have to get a Garmin. I didn't want to do all that. I turned my, I turned my iPhone into a dumb phone. I legit, I have almost no apps on there. I never use it. I took my work email off. I took my personal email off and y'all, it is amazing. Some of y'all, and it sounds silly, but it's real. If you looked at your screen time, what would that say? The more time you spend on the phone, the more depressed you are. Some of y'all, just very honestly, you need to come and leave that phone at the altar today. You do. Some of y'all, it may not be your phone. You're coping apart from God in other ways. Today is a day where you can just say, you know what, Lord? I don't even know if I believe that your love can heal this, but I, I wanna give you an opportunity Come and move in my life in a new way. And you know what? You may have a radical encounter with Holy Spirit, but what I have found more often is God says, all right, let's go on a journey. Let's take some time. Let's get into character formation because I am infinitely more interested in character formation than radical encounters. If our ministry teams wanna start heading on up, um, some of y'all are in trials and you genuinely, it, it's time to stop wrestling. You've been in them way too long. Aren't you exhausted from wrestling and from not surrendering? The invitation of Jesus is so beautiful. 
And it is a disservice to ourselves when we do not come and see. That has always been Jesus' primary message, invitation. Come and see. He is so good. He is so beautiful. He is so magnificent. He is so much bigger than any trial you are facing. He is that big. He is that good. And so today we'll pray for anything that's in the Bible. If you need healing, we would love to see the kingdom of God come in this room and cast out sickness and illness. We would love that. If you need wisdom and guidance, we would love to pray for you. But today the invitation is to come and surrender a piece of your life that you have not surrendered before. And in surrendering, there is freedom. You were meant for deep, deep, soul life-giving freedom. It only comes from Jesus. It only comes from the Holy Spirit. There is nothing like it on the planet. And the invitation today is to come and see. That's what you were meant for. Stop settling and lean into the trial. Lean into worshiping amidst the storm. That is what freedom is all about. That is what living a dependent life on God is all about. So come and see.